0: Today we read John's account of the miracle of the multiplication of the loaves. This text resonates with many passages in scripture in which God provides us with food, the accounts of the manna in the desert, Isaiah's prophecy of the messianic banquet and the communion sacrifices in the temple. All these stories find its fulfillment here when the son of God himself provides us with the food of his teaching and his own life in the sign that anticipates the Eucharist. The implication underlying all those texts is that God is the one who provides us with the sustenance we need. Even more, he himself becomes our sustenance. A significant element in the way Jesus performs the sign is that he does it outlining a detailed prescribed order. Food is to be brought to him. People are to be seated in groups then the disciples will distribute it and they will pick up the leftover fragments. See that whenever Jesus establishes something like sending his disciples on mission or laying the foundations for worship, he does it with detailed instructions, which leads to unity and stability in action. And this is why we have a structure and guidelines in our liturgy. It's not something the church invented, but something that comes from Jesus himself. Notice also this fascinating aspect, how closely Jesus involves his disciples in his activity. They participate in the miracle by all the things they have to do. And it's it's no longer just their actions, but actions they are doing because Jesus is directing them and acting through them. And this is also what Jesus does with us at Mass. He involves us in his own prayer to the Father. He directs our steps as we worship. The story then ends by people misinterpreting the sign Jesus performed. It was meant as a sign pointing to heaven, but they rather like the practical side effects of it. How many of our problems would be solved, they seem to say, if our savior would also become our governor. But Jesus doesn't want his salvation mistaken for some financial or political gain. And so he runs away from from that possibility. So you may reflect on these questions as you meditate on this gospel. What calls your attention in the words and actions of Jesus in this passage? What is he expecting from his disciples and from the crowd? How does this event resonate with you? What is the Lord telling you through this text?